Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re rate, re review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are presented by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football happened. Mike Golick was on the sidelines of the Bucks game. He stood next to Drew Brees. We have questions about his hair. Let's go to Golick. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So I've worked over 200 weddings in my life. What? And the strangest one was a Tuesday afternoon. Right. I was a DJ. You what? You were a wedding what? DJ? I was, that I is was awesome. I was a professional dancer. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. No, Mikey sir, a. professional dancer. High Mikey school a. through college. Mikey A, I have done probably a hundred fucking shows with you at this point, <laughs> and this is the first time. That, yeah. Like, I'm telling you, Mike Golick Jr. would not know this. Mikey C. would not yeah. know this. Dan Stanzik. No, Mikey C. definitely knows. Dan oh, Stanzik knows. Right. Yeah. Stanzik knows and never told me? I, I'm surprised wait, wait, by what, that. Yeah. What, what kind of dancer? Uh, I'm I, a professional party starter. Uh, you want to you wanna learn how to do the cha-cha slide? I'm You're the guy lying. to show you. You're lying. Uh, Wait one, what? Yeah, here, here's the best one. No, but one no, Latin. you're missing a you're missing a major opportunity here. Golik's about to throw a wedding anyway. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you don't think I'm bringing this up on accident here? <laughs> one wow. one Latin woman at an all white party. There's only one person who's going to be able to samba with her. I'm confused. So wedding uh, parties hire not just weddings, and not just the weddings. dancing. You're hired to start that, yeah. dancing at. Weddings? I am the assistant to the DJ, so okay. the DJ is the guy. He, he had, he, you know, he, he played all the CDs. Right. So it was all CDs, by the way. My knuckles are still white from carrying them. So he would play the music, and I would be the face. I would be the person that would be out in front. When's the last time you did this? Probably a year or two out of college. Can we see you uh, do the samba right now? Like, oh my no, god! I probably, I probably just break a hip or something. Just well, doing go ahead, it now. break a hip if you don't. <laughs> if, if there was something that you could, we could never say we ever mm-hmm. thought possibly happened, this would be Mikey A, professional dancer. So, so Billy, what this is is you know Dale who works with the Heat, right? <laughs> yeah. He was like, for my daughter's bat mitzvah, Billy. Did you go to my daughter's bat mitzvah? I uh, I had something. <laughs> <laughs> A lacrosse mitzvah, the same thing I had for your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at my bat mitzvah, we had like a party. There was a DJ, and then Dale. Uh, and Dale was the party starter, and he's great. He gets everyone excited, he gets the kids going, gets everyone dancing. If you dare sit for five fucking seconds, Dale is going to let you hear about it. But Dale does this professionally for the Miami Heat, Mikey. <laughs> he's a legend, Dale. Like, Billy knows who I'm talking about right now. I, I need to ask a question of you, Mikey. And this isn't to, to you know, to, to show a moment. I'm ready but, for it. But... So, so there's a DJ, and he he hires you, I guess, to be his assistant and kind of sure. start dancing. What in that makes you be able to say that you're a professional dancer? I could be that person that right. just goes out and starts. What? Why a are you guy. a yeah. professional sure. dancer? What is the definition of a professional? Someone who gets paid to do it. Someone who gets paid to do yeah, it. Yeah, but you're not you're not professionally dancing. You're starting a party. You saw me. You'd you'd not be so sure. You'd not be so sure. Mikey, come on. You'd have when you said professional dancer. I thought you were a stripper. Like I really did. Maybe. Go find a pole right now. D- depends. Depends on the party. Yes. Go find a pole right wow. now, Mike. Said. Wow. Wow. That I, I I'm blown away. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. It's stunning. Yes. Yeah. It's stunning. Um. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> this is jarring. So, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to see you dance, man. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have. To Maybe you'll show up to one of these weddings someday. Well, uh, wow. well, hold on, Golik. Would you consider hiring Mikey A to be the assistant wow. to the DJ? <laughs> Absolutely, fucking not. No, no, no shot. No shot. Not unless a good I, call. Not unless a good I call. see uh, an example. 
Well, I was right, just going to got- say, what would have to happen before this episode is over for you to consider hiring him to do your daughter's wedding? I, I would need to see some kind of smooth moves uh, on, on, the, on the right, right on the, on the screen. Okay. Uh, I've sent out I, some texts to see I, who it is that knows about this. And I got from someone, which I won't share a name, said, I lived with Mike Yeh. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. Oh, so that's boy. Dan Stanzik, because he's I, the only Stanzik. person that's lived with me in Park Valley. He knew you were a DJ, but did not know that you were a party starter. Yeah, well. I'm texting Gojo right now. Mikey, he's on the air. But he's on the chain. He's five feet from Mike, but he can't come on our show. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike, yeah, in all honesty, you started this out by saying you were a DJ, and then it's turned into a DJ's assistant and professional dancer. So I'm not sure what we're believing. Sounds like you wanted to go to get, like, the free food. Like, you were the plus one that helped him move some things in and out to get the free food. What there you go. There's describe? me working. Uh, there's there's me working. You're dancing you can at a see, If you can see, if you, but you, you have to look at the faces behind. This is. These are people that are in shock and awe about look what I'm doing. Look at that I'm face on doing. you. I look so. Oh young. yeah. <laughs> Listen. The best part about me is I, I'm. I'm a silent assassin. You look at me and you're like, that guy's not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, this, all of this, busts a move, and you're like. Oh, am I the best answer? No, but nobody my size should be able to move the way I do. Mike, help me out here. If you were to, uh, you know, in 20 minutes or so, call Sid, Sidney Golick, your daughter, and say, listen, I got a new head of entertainment for the wedding. It's Mikey A. What would her response be? She would, she would literally laugh and hang up on me. Smart. There's no DJ. There's a band. Nice. She, and, and there will be nothing that that changes the course of that. Okay. So, good. Mike Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have that band played all Hall and Oates, kids, don't you? <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm a slow song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, Billy and I tried to tell you. We tried to tell you all season. Um, are you now believing in the Aaron Rodgers tank theory? <laughs> I mean, mm. what the hell was that? <laughs> Ah, oh, that was unbelievable. What I happened? Mean, uh, two, two, the, how about the two quarterbacks that looked bad were Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Amazing. I mean, Amazing. I, I, I'm stunned. So do you have a theory for Tom Brady then, too? Because he looked bad like Aaron Rodgers. And I was standing right at the sideline for that game watching those throws. I do have a theory for Tom Brady. Uh, he either wants to go to Green Bay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Connect the dots, Mike. Perhaps San Francisco. We'll see. Can you imagine if Rodgers and Brady both want to go to Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> what a wow. decision you have to make. There. Yeah, who, who do you take? If you're right. Kyle Shanahan, who do you take? Oh, my God. Who would you take? That is a uh, great he, question. He, he would take Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers can move. He, he would take Aaron Rodgers, and he's got probably, I don't know, five years left of Rodgers, right? Yeah, yeah Brady's exactly. maybe a year. Ten. Brady's year to year at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, how about all the reports? Because we had to talk about him where Brady wasn't sure what he was doing. There's no way I think Brady's retiring, especially after that, that game. I mean, Mike, you know, he did bring it. Mike, he did, even while losing, he won because <laughs> he brought him back, you know? You know, I think he's coming back. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any way Gronk's coming back. Really? I, I, no, I just do not see it. I mean, Gronk. Grant looks like he's in pain every time he runs. He does, although he had a decent game, though. I mean, he, did. he did. Yeah, he did. And things free up. I mean, when Godwin and Brown are there, Antonio Brown will never be there again. But when Godwin's there, it kind of frees yeah. up. Mike, I would say for me, this is like this is Tom Brady kind of flexing his muscle to the Bucks. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm committed to the organization. Now I see my OC leaving, Byron Leftwich. Defensive coordinator might leave. I didn't come here for all you guys to leave. I came here so we could stay and win a couple of Super Bowls. And well, I think it's leverage. Like, hey, if you leave, I'm gone. You know? Well, well, that that's not going to stop Byron Leftwich from leaving. Okay. If Byron Leftwich gets offered a head coaching job, he's not going to fucking stay to be an old coordinator for Tom Brady. I, I, but, but I'd rather be Tom's offensive coordinator than no, the Jacksonville Jaguars head no, coach. No, you start your own really? path. You start okay. your own path. Byron Leftwich will worry about Byron Leftwich. You know what he has already? A OC Super Bowl ring that he got right. last year. Because of so Brady. now he wor- he worries. Well, it doesn't matter. He's got a ring. Now he worries about Byron Leftwich. That's what he does. Todd Bowles worries about Todd Bowles if he gets another chance and another job. 
that's not that, never, I'm not saying you're going to leave to be an OC or a DC somewhere else. You're leaving to be a head coach. There isn't a thought of, well, I'm going to stay and be the coordinator for Tom Brady. No, they will. They will move on if they feel the opportunity is right. But Mike, could it be a leverage play in some way? Meaning, hey, I want to see how the roster looks. I want you guys to go out and get X, Y, and Z. I need an offensive but, but lineman. I need another you, you wide receiver. You won't know by then. You won't know by then. These these coaching moves are going to be within the next month before free agency even no, starts. No, no, no. But t- so forget about the coaches. What if Brady is just putting it out there because he wants to make sure the Bucks go get the players that he needs? Listen, wants. Aaron Rodgers could be doing the same thing. You don't think yes. Devontae Adams is is wondering what's going to go on? Does he want to stay in Green Bay? For right. the next iteration of a quarterback and and another you know first round exit or a first round exit in the playoffs, I don't think and you know he's wants to see what happens too. And the one good thing Roger said is before free agency hits, he's going to make a decision. And that, that one thing I've always said: never believe somebody right after a season when a season ends if they make a statement, a definitive statement one way or the other. I never believe it because you need time to decompress from a season. You know, Green Bay didn't expect to be done. Tampa Bay didn't expect to be done. I'll still tell you because while I was in the – it never went really far in the playoffs. I've been in the playoffs a number of times. And the most shocking thing is when you get to the playoffs, you think you're going to continue to win. Not only is it shitty when you lose, but understand the next day when you lose, you are now cleaning out your locker. I mean, it isn't like you're going to practice and get ready for the next game. You are cleaning out your locker, and you know the team is going to change. You know, there will be coaches that won't be there. You know, there'll be players that won't be there. And all of a sudden, it's over. So Brady and 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 Tampa Bay and Rodgers and Green Bay have to be stunned that it happened that way. So I think both of them, and they both got asked, and I understand that, and they both said they need time. You know, but I'm glad Tom's going to do it before free agency because I, I you should know by then that's a couple of months of what you want to do. And then it gives your team to go in a direction that they want to go based on your decision. But, Mike, I'm with you. Uh, like, listen, he was he possibly the MVP this year. He's playing at such a yeah. high level. Why would yeah. you walk away now? I mean, well, why? I, I, right. I agree. The, the only team, like I said, that I think would be ready-made for him would be San Francisco. Yeah. You know, people talk about with Denver. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I would stay in Green Bay. I would, if I were him, I think his best shot is if he were Rodgers. Bay, though, right. though, though you're Rodgers, but he keeps unfortunately losing, or they do. I'm not putting it all on him. But for Rodgers, you know, people talk about Denver, you know, two good running backs, you know, a defense that played pretty well, but the best place would be San Francisco. But Jimmy G now has him in the NFC Championship game. Where's that going to go? You pick a quarterback third in Trey Lance, though you could, you could, do something with that because that it's would not be the, the trade money. though to get Rogers, right? Yeah, it's not the money that that it used to be. But you know, why would they trade for Trey Lance? They got love. They got their own quarterback that they picked in the first round. It, it would be unreal. Brady, I don't think Brady's going anywhere. I think I think if Brady stays, it will still be in Tampa Bay. He's got what one more year on his contract. Yes. Um, and then you see what they have. Evans will be back. Godwin will be back from injury. We'll see what they're doing at tight end between Brayton and Howard. You know, you got Fournette at running back. Does he come back? Your old line is a pretty good old line. You, you were missing Trist, uh, a worse in that game. Your right tackle, which certainly was a glaring miss. And you got two stud linebackers. You got some some run stuffing guys on the D line. Depends on who all comes back. And I could see now. I talked about player or coaches saying, "I'm not. I'm not turning down a head coaching job to be Tom's OC or or be a Buccaneer defensive coordinator, but players will say, I'm going to stay here another year because I think this puts me in the best shot to get back to the Super Bowl. So that, that's that's what Tom could wait and see as well. But I don't think Tom's retiring, and I don't think he's going to another team. So I, I think it's going to be – and then I think they'll load up again for next year. Mike, we'll talk about the game. You were at that game. You were on yeah. the, the the Tampa Bay Bucks game. You were on the sidelines. We have questions about Drew Brees and his hair. Uh, we have <laughs> questions for you. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. But the NFL wins, man. Both one seeds are out, Mike. Like I, oh. I just want you to talk about the weekend in general because it is rare where you have these massive expectations for a weekend and the weekend exceeds the, expect- the massive <laughs> expectations that we all had for it. But... Every game got better, Mike. Two one-seeds are out. Three walk-offs on field goals. An overtime game. A classic. Maybe the best game we've ever seen. The NFL always wins. What an incredible weekend of football, Mike. I have never seen a weekend like that. All wins were were final plays. 
and three were field goals and the one touchdown in overtime. Yeah. I, 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 w- I was stunned. And it looked like the biggest blow was going to be the game I was doing. It was 27-3. I, I mean, know. Tampa Bay's getting destroyed. And all of a sudden, you know, the Rams start fumbling, got fumbleitis and turning the ball all over the place. But I, I I was amazed at this. And the one that ended with the Bills and the Chiefs, just stunning to me, A, the lack of freaking defense, and these two quarterbacks, Josh Allen running quarter quarterback power sweeps. This is college Amazing. stuff. But they're running it with mm-hmm. him. And then Mahomes' ability to escape, is ridiculous. These two guys, and everybody says it's the new, it's the new Brady and Manning. The only thing I'll say is Joe Burrow might have something to say about that. Because Joe Burrow has yes. been just phenomenal and he's two years into the league. So he's gonna put himself in that category. But those two guys and what they did was absolutely incredible. I mean, Gabriel Davis in a loss for the Bills, yeah. over 200 yards receiving and four touchdowns, something that's never did but done but been done before, breaking ankles. Of DBs, I mean, incredible, absolutely incredible. They were so focused on Diggs and Knox that they and and why would you? <laughs> why yeah. would you pay attention to Gabriel Davis? Because you don't expect even if you're leaving him open one on one coverage, and he had a great game that last touchdown where he broke yeah, the quarterback's ankles. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> but why would you focus on Gabriel Davis? Of course, you no, would focus on Diggs and Knox. You, you, you wouldn't. And how about the end of the KC game? It's a linebacker that's on Travis Kelsey catching Amazing. that winning touchdown. Yeah, I mean. Wow. And between finding him and Tariq Hill on the touchdown run, he had the crossing routes that, that they run. I mean, just I, I, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind, too, defensively that the stars, Travis Kelsey, Tariq Hill, uh, Cooper Cup, these guys are the ones open in these big plays. I mean, there's a reason they're great. But my God, you would think there would be, be a little more attention paid uh, to them. Now, in some situations, it was a defensive play that was played and things that happened, like in the game we can get to with Tampa Bay and L.A., there was a reason for that. Um, but I just it's just incredible. Mike, uh, any any issue? Because this is what happens after a game like last night. It's It was one of the great games that, that we've seen. But uh, do you want to change the overtime rules? Because everyone seems to want to change the overtime rules, to which I would say there would be no overtime if Sean McDermott squib kicked it. Like that's, so I, I understand I was, everyone feeling bad for Josh Allen. Right, he was perfect. Right. It's like a pitcher pitching a perfect game and losing, you know? He lost, but defense, make a stop and coach. Know the situation and squib kick it. How about that? I will. You're you're right. Why? And I normally hate the squib kick. A lot of times it's when they do it, but this was the perfect time for it. Yes. If there was ever a time for a squib kick, this was it. Make them touch the ball and make the clock start. Now, even if you scoop it and maybe they kneel on it, maybe they were told, Hey, if if it's a squib, scoop it, kneel, and you're only going to lose one second. Right. I mean, you could do that if you're the return team as well. But, Mike, when so, there's 11 seconds left, that second or two seconds or three seconds yeah. is so valuable. No, I agree. And there was 13 seconds left, and I agree with you. I absolutely would have would have squib kicked it. But I guess their thought process was, too, if it doesn't go far enough, now Mahomes is even closer to right. getting them in field goal range. But I still would have done it. So here's my thought on overtime. You had every opportunity to stop them in the regular season and the regular uh, regulation time. And in overtime, you had every opportunity in the world, forgetting even the squib kick. You're on the field. You have a chance to stop him. Period. End of sentence. End of paragraph. New paragraph. New sentence. Overtime rules are horrible in the NFL. They're better than college, but they're horrible. Both teams need to possess the ball. I'm not saying that because of this game. If you go back and listen to me over the last number of years when I had a show, I was saying the exact same thing. Both teams need to have possession. And it has nothing to do with the game last night because in any overtime situation, you have a chance during regulation to not let it go to overtime. And then everybody knows the rules. So, again, that's what I would say. Then I would stop, new sentence, new paragraph, and say I don't like the rules and I never have. So you would have them play out another quarter, essentially. I would have them. I would have at least two possession. My thing is play another quarter. If you right. don't want to go 15 minutes, go 10 minutes, go 12 minutes, but play another quarter. You score, then you get the ball. You score, you get this play, play. These are grown men. They'll, they'll be able to do it. You know, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then after, after one period, if you want to, if you want to 
shorten the time, whatever. I mean, you can do it. And, I, and, the, and to me, it's just the postseason because I don't mind ties in the regular season. Mike, the only, thing, the, postseason. the only thing I'll say to what it is you're saying is I, I kind of like the walk-off element of if I score a touchdown first, the game's over. Like, that was such an exciting moment that I don't want taken away from me or any fans. Here, and, and, that's, and that's what you said right there. When you ask me a question, I normally, 99% of the time, I'm going to give you the answer from a player's perspective. Sure. But the fan perspective I get, listen, my whole thing is in overtime, play the game that you're playing. But in soccer, we go to penalty kicks. In hockey, after you, you know you play a while, you go to, to, to penalty yeah. shots. Yeah. It's exciting as hell. I get it. From a fan's perspective, it's exciting as hell. Me as a player, I don't want to have played for 60 minutes in any of those sports and then stand on the fucking sideline and watch while two guys, you know, work on a penalty kick or, or uh, you know, in, in either hockey or soccer or that I never get a chance to go back on the field in a football game. It's football. Play football. Play football, which includes kickoffs, punts, whatever it, it, it should include. And quite honestly, if, if you do that and you say, let's play a 10-minute period and the team goes on a 10-minute drive and kicks a game-winning field goal so with it. three seconds to go, so be it. So be it. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm one of those that wants to continue to play the game that you're playing. But I completely understand what you're saying, because I, I, I can't deny it. It's ex- I, even though it really I is. would rather have them play it. I'm seeing in hockey the penalty shot, or in soccer, I'm going. This is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Even though half the time, the half the time, eighty percent of the time, the goalie in soccer doesn't have a shot. Uh, Billy, I'm surprised you uh, you aren't you're not taking a stab at like new overtime rules. I've been thinking yeah, about it. I've been thinking about it to be honest. That's with you. what you need to do, Billy. That's I've been thinking about do. it. And as Golik was talking, he was talking about how exciting shootouts are in hockey and soccer. Yeah, I thought, right. you know what? Why why reinvent the wheel? Why not just take them to the ice and have them do a hockey shootout to decide an overtime game? You know? You like it, Mike? Oh, then you got to travel there. What are the fans nah, you doing? Ha- well, no, you Mike. Know. Every every stadium obviously would have it underneath, you know, like in oh, the, you God. know. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, and then you yeah, just kind of try it out. it to the like, ice. Yeah, like the halftime show. You just bring <laughs> it, and wheel it out. It would be a lot easier to wheel out a couple of soccer goals and have them do a soccer shootout. All right. That could be a lot That's easier. fun. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Come on. Yeah, workshop yeah, yeah. it. It's your workshop. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mike, the the <laughs> the pass from Patrick Mahomes to Tariq Hill, which gave the Chiefs the lead for a second. Okay, because then the Bills got it back. Okay. That fucking pass is one of the greatest passes I've ever seen. It was a dart, Mike. Right? He didn't have to break stride. And Tariq Hill is the fastest guy in any field he's playing on. Yeah, as soon as he turns the corner, the one thing we always talk about on defense, and you work on it every day, we, we would call it pursuit drill. And everybody would line up, and then the coach would throw it out in, like, the flat, and the receiver would run all the way down the field, and you'd get your pursuit angle. So you'd have a per- the right pursuit angle. Tyreek Hill is one of the few that outruns pursuit angles. Yes. That you could get an angle, but he's faster than that. And and he beats your pursuit angle, which is just incredible. And Mahomes, see, here's the thing. And, and I started realizing this. I'm, I keep bringing up hockey. But of what we start to take for granted, hockey players can skate better than we can run. I mean, but they're pros and we see them do it. So we take it for granted of just how difficult it is. We're starting to take for granted, I think a lot of people do, that Patrick Mahomes is going to make a sidearm throw, a, a spin, a run right, run left, you know, underhand throw, that he's going to do that. And and it becomes like the norm of something we expect. And if he doesn't, we'd be like, why didn't you do something crazy there? That's what he does. So I, I just hope everybody can keep in perspective just how amazing it is. It's amazing for basically everybody except the offensive lineman right. because – Offensive linemen hate when a quarterback's running all over the place uh, because they like to know where he is. But Mahomes and what he does is just – it's it, it's so incredible, he yeah. makes it look like the norm. He really does. Um, it's the, He's the only quarterback, Mike, where I actually looked up at the clock. I said 13 seconds, three timeouts. He's got a shot. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? I thought the same thing. It's like how much time can you burn off the clock? You think 13 seconds. And then, like I said, everybody in the world had to be thinking squib kick. I, right. 
Yeah. Now, and, and Jim I don't Nance know. said it. Listen, even yeah. Jim Nance calling the game said, Tony, you got to put this kick on the ground, right? And Romo said, absolutely. You got to burn a so, couple of seconds. Yeah. What I don't know, because I was traveling uh, after, you know, the next morning, I haven't heard of Sean McDermott said anything about, did anybody ask him why he didn't squib kick it? I have not heard anything. I don't know. Lie, I, so. I don't know. Mikey A's checking right now. My guess is going to be this, Mike. Like, hey, I think Tariq Hill was back there. Like, hey, I ain't kicking it to that guy. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not taking – they have so many fast guys. I'm not taking my chances on someone returning that thing for a touchdown. So, I know? wonder what the Kansas City coaches said about a return. Like, don't. Don't burn the clock. Right. You know, take a knee, whatever. You know, let's let Mahomes do it. Sure. So, but I'm with you. Whoever thinks 13 seconds – and three timeouts. <laughs> oh shit, we're in trouble. You left them too much and, time. And, and, and how open? How open? But I mean, these are smart plays, right? You yes. look at the play to Kelsey, or the first one, the quick one, right down, right down where where, where he had blockers in front of him. Then the second one to Kelsey, you flooded the right side. So the right. one guy that could take away the inside, the one, the one defender on the stayed on the outside of Kelsey, and the backer who would have had the inside is drifting toward the the, the flooded receiver side. So there's a little bit of space there. Mahomes drills it in. You got to be going, what the hell is going on? And then you have Bucker making that big kick. And Mike, one of the things that we were talking about this on our show, and Mike Ryan made a really good point. <laughs> These guys never get credit. The field goal holder. Do you realize how bad that snap was and what a great job he did to get that thing down so Bucker could kick, uh, could kick it through? So here's what I do. I think of anytime there's a situation like that, I don't think of the kicker. I think of the holder because of what in my eyes is the greatest, most realistic football movie out there, North Dallas 40, where they score that touchdown at the end and all they need is the extra point and the holder fumbles the snap. And yeah, so I, I, I'm with you. You get that holder, make sure it's down, man. Make sure it's down. And oh my God, I mean, to, to be able to, to put it through, incredible. Amazing. Spoiler alert. McDermott said on the kick, I really don't want to get into specifics. Overall, there were things that we talked about and we can just execute better. That starts with me and goes all the way down. They asked him again and he said, again, I don't want to get into specifics. Unlike Bruce Arians, who got into specifics on that last play of the yeah. game. When they had that's a, but that's on McDermott, Mike. That's not on the players. That's a, yeah. like You can't get carried away. You can't get lost in the moment. You think you've won the game. You don't realize yeah. you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. for a second and that Mahomes could come down and do that. That's the head coach having to say, hey, put the kick on the ground. Get three or four seconds oh, yeah. off the clock. Oh, it has to come from him. Yes. Well, it's absolutely right. Or did somebody go to him? Did the special teams coordinator say, hey, you want a squib kick? Did he say no? I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't sound like he's going to tell us. But no, you're right. That's the head coach's decision right there. And he's got to know right then and there. You know, that, that's when you – it's like playing pool. You're not shooting your shot. You're looking at the next shot. Okay, so, you know, you scored, and now as everybody's getting ready to kick off, you got to know, okay, what am I going to do here? 13 seconds, three timeouts. I want to – do I want to burn a couple seconds? You know, what do I want to do here? So, yeah, that, that's on the head coach. That I'll also, just back to overtime for a second, Josh Allen said that he's not going to use that as an excuse. He doesn't feel oh. like there needs to be rule changes. He said, we didn't make enough plays, which right. I would say to him, to Josh Allen, dude, all you did was make plays. <laughs> that's all you did but, was make but plays. But I, I, I'm glad he's saying that because there's a lot of plays in a game, count them all up, of where you can do something, offensively sure. or defensively. Right. So that's why I say, say all of that, period, end of paragraph and sentence, and then I would go on to say I ne I do not like these overtime rules. It's amazing to me that we had one game that we're talking about changing the rules because one half of the field didn't play any defense. Like, w neither team played any defense. Yeah, and yeah, in another right. game, we're talking about how all three phases matter because San Francisco won because of special teams. Yep, yep. It's exactly right. I mean, their special teams were incredible with what they did in Green Bay's was horrible. Green Bay struggled with coverage all year, but but they were bad. So, yeah, you're, you're right. Absolutely right. Uh, Mike, Travis Kelsey is going to waltz into the Hall of Fame five years yes. after the day he retires, right? Yeah, you look at, you know, because I was doing the Tampa game, so I, I get a lot of info before it, and basically, um, basically Gronk is leading in, like, every playoff statistic, you know, and, such, and right there and usually in second, a lot of them are Kelsey. And Kelsey's going to be playing more than a few more years. So, yes, Kelsey Kelsey is going to go down in the team picture, yes, of greatest tight ends that ever played this game. Uh, are the Titans a quarterback away? 
Uh, man, I, I'm telling you what, I, I just, I actually got that one right. Yeah, um, I, 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 the thing about it is, I don't, it doesn't seem like the coaching staff even has faith in Tannehill in the passing game. And that's why I said, if they, if they get ahead or Tennessee ha- or Cincinnati got ahead, or if Tennessee has to pass, it's going to be a struggle. And, you know, it was because they ran the ball well, even when Derrick Henry got hurt after eight games. They were six and two. They went six and three with Derrick Henry out. So they, Dante Foreman was running the ball well. But yeah, I, it, they, it's very difficult in this league to win if you don't have a sufficient quarterback that when they have to can go get you what you need. Right. And forgetting us saying it, it doesn't, it just doesn't, I don't feel like the coaching staff has the faith in Tannehill to do it. Mike, have you seen the quarterback position, especially in the AFC? Yes, Brady and Rodgers are still out there, and they're still doing yeah. the thing at a very high level. But when you consider Mahomes, when you consider Josh Allen, by the way, in your wildest dreams, coming, I don't know what your expectations were for Josh Allen coming out of college. You didn't expect this, did you? No, no. The, fir- the first thing I didn't expect is rarely do you see a quarterback that is doesn't have a great completion percentage come to the NFL and all of a sudden have one. That's a tough thing because the windows get tighter, the players are faster, and you get fooled a lot more. So kudos to him and the coaching staff that he did improve on that, and he did uh, get a better completion percentage. You always knew he could run, but, right. man, he has become a danger. Again, quarterback power sweeps. I mean, <laughs> it is incredible <laughs> it, it, to, to watch. But, no, from a passing standpoint – I wasn't sure where we were going to go with him, but he, he's got it all. I mean, it is wild to say that that uh, Rodgers could easily be the MVP. Brady led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. It's absurd. But, man, who isn't feeling good about the up-and-coming quarterbacks like Mahomes and Josh Allen and, like I said, Joe Burrow and what he's doing? My God, it's, it's amazing. That's where I was headed, Mike. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert, who'd even make the playoffs. I mean, Justin Herbert, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. And then you wonder, is it what, what's going to happen to other young guys that had kind of looked good, and now we're not sure, a Baker Mayfield, a Kyler Murray, you know? Kyler yeah. Murray falling off a little bit. So, you, you know, you wonder about some of those young quarterbacks. And then, obviously – it's too early to be saying anything about, you know, the Zach Wilsons of the world and the Trevor Lawrence's of the world and the other rookie quarterbacks that played, you know, they, they need more time. It's unfair to do any judging right now. Well, not if you're a Jet fan, Mike EA and I think. Uh, yeah. lost. I mean, Jeez, <laughs> and really? I'm convinced that if Josh Allen was drafted by the Jets and they had a chance, he wouldn't be this good. Isn't it amazing <laughs> coming out of preseason, everybody was saying Zach Wilson had the most promise. And 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 it just goes to show what preseason means. You know, yeah. everybody wanted to hand the job to Justin Fields because of preseason. You know, yeah. and it's just it just it's unrealistic of what quarterbacks see in preseason. All right, Mike, put us where you were when yeah. Tom Brady when when Tom Brady bled. Like, put us where you were. Like, what, what happens? Wow, I was right there. So I'm I'm right there on the sideline, and and he did. He took a shot to the chin. It was was it I real mean, blood? Was it real? Yes, it was real blood. Okay, it was good. real blood. And he did. He took he took a helmet a little bit to the chin. In no way, shape, or form should it have been a hit to the head. Mm. It caught him in the chin, just barely. But but it, it did. It caught him in the chin. And listen, <clears throat> to get called for unsportsmanlike, he must have said magic words in a certain way. Right. So, I mean, because I would be stunned if if refs weren't giving a little bit of leeway because it's the playoffs. They don't want to call, you know, fouls. And but if you go too far, you know, if and, and you heard what 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 I believe it was Hockley, right? His kid who yeah. did the game, I think yeah. what he no, said after yeah. said it was abusive language. And, and and you're even probably saying, probably saying, stop, don't go, you know, and, and he just kept going and kept going. But what was hilarious is every when he sat on the on the bench, I was sitting, standing right behind him. Every camera in the world was right there to see if he would give a reaction. And there's no doubt he's aware of it. So all he did, he was just looking at, you know, the tablet that they have when the, when the quarterbacks look at the tablet. I don't even know if he was looking at anything, but he just wasn't going to give a reaction to anybody's cameras or anything. It was pretty wild, but he was pissed out was, there when yeah. he took that shot. It was yeah. Brady, though, Mike. And he was 
he was bleeding blood, Brady blood. I mean, it's basically <laughs> a war crime was committed on the field. Right. Listen, he, he even ad- admitted that he gets some calls sometimes, but I'm right. glad he didn't get a call there. He didn't deserve a call. So, Mike, I think if you make Brady bleed, the Bucks should automatically get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That, you got a touchdown that they should yeah, get points out of it? Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Do you think Tom Brady willed that field goal short, the one that would have put him up three scores? <laughs> no. The, 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 the kicker um, actually hurt himself in the pregame. Yeah, well, yeah. Brady heard him, right? right yeah, right. somebody, somebody heard him. You know, <laughs> maybe somebody. What, what was the skating thing? You know, he got Nancy Kerrigan or something. You know, <laughs> going into the locker room or something. But yeah. yeah, I was standing right by the goalpost when he kicked it. That's the one fun of working the sideline. I got, I was all over the place trying to be right in position, and everything. And right when the kick left his foot, I'm like, oh, this is good because it's 47 yards. It Who perfect. thinks a 47 yarder is ever going to be short? Right. And then it's coming, it's coming, and I'm going, huh. And, I mean, it literally dropped eight yards in front of me from where I was standing. And I think everybody was in shock that that didn't reach the crossbar. Did you enjoy the sidelines, like being around that, hearing all well, that? So, so, so there's two things. I like to talk during a game. I love talking football and breaking down a game. When you're on the sideline, you don't do it as much, obviously. You know, they, come, they came to me probably eight to ten times. You know, I'm talking to the producer a lot. But I, because I, I love being the analyst and calling a game. But, but you know, I, I understand this because I'm doing this for the Super Bowl. So they wanted me to get a game in right. to get the feel of everything. Uh, I would choose the booth over the sideline all the time because I can talk more and really get into the game. Right. But being back down there and, you know, being by the O line, you know, when they're talking strategy or by the D line or just getting the sense of what's going on down there, being able to be anywhere on the field, that, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm right, right close to everything that was happening. That 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 part of it's very cool. Mike, if you get lonely during the Super Bowl, you're doing sidelines for it. Feel free to call me. All right, yeah. we'll Give send you a Zoom link. Yeah, we'll Zoom. Yeah. yeah. And here's what I'm going to try and do. Zoom. I try. I somebody sent me a, a shot that one of the TV shots. I was right behind Stafford. And I got on TV. That's the other thing is I'll do is I'll try and position myself where I can best get on camera. Can we send you a Zoom? We'll figure out what to do afterwards, but can we send you a Zoom for the Super Bowl? How about that? You can send me a Zoom. I'm actually supposed to be working during the right. Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be yeah. working with us, right? Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. That's... You said you like to talk football. You're chatty, and I'm, it, it seems dip, lonely yeah. there, and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm offering you, you know, hey, you want to talk football with someone? I'm here. Really be difficult if the booth wanted to come down to me while I was yeah. Zooming with you. That would yeah. uh, that would probably be a problem. Uh-huh. See, Mike, so. you, you said you can go wherever you want to go. I think you should just yeah. go walking up into the huddle and just be like, so what are we thinking here, guys? There you go. What do you want to do? There was one point I was going to take Bruce Arians a drink. And I, I mean a drink. When it was really? 27 to 3, I wanted to give him, like, some booze and say, you dude, you need that. this. You should have yeah. done that. You should have <laughs> done that. Uh, like, was that the closest you've ever been to Tom Brady? Oh, no, no. Actually, when Mike was in the Saints uh, training camp, they practiced at Briarwood Country Club for the uh, part of their training camp, and they had a practices with New England. So Brady was there. It was after one practice. Me, my son, Mike, and Tom chatted for about 10 minutes after after a practice. So, no, I, I, I know Tom a little bit and have chatted with him. Yeah. All right, so uh, were there any funny stories from the sidelines besides Drew Brees? We'll get to him in just a second. Not that that was funny, but we have questions. No, about no, no. I mean, not really. It was just I hadn't been on the sideline for a football game where I, I needed to be that involved in getting all the information. Um, so I, I did enjoy it. But there were no no crazy stories, nothing I haven't seen on a field. Players throwing helmets, players right. yelling at one another. You know, every now and then it's All normal to you. It'd be crazy to all, us. Right, yeah, us. all completely normal. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to Drew Brees, uh, McVay, yeah. I, Mike, I was really surprised by this because they had it going. Stafford was playing well. Yeah, uh, you yeah. could argue that Stafford played as well as any quarterback this past yes. weekend. And I'm including the two guys, Kansas City and Buffalo, <laughs> Allen and Mahomes. That's how good Matthew Stafford was against a really good defense. I was surprised that Sean McVay didn't put his foot on the pedal and try to end the game. It seems like he was Me just too. trying to milk that clock. Me too. He wanted the time to tick off, and he just wanted to get the hell out of there. And it almost cost him the game, Mike. I agree. I agree. I was on the sideline. Like like I said, I can talk to my producer, and, and I kept saying, if you want to come down to me, I, I disagree with this. I think they should be, you know, trying to – trying to go for a first down because at one point Tampa had no timeouts with a couple minutes to go. You get a first down. I mean, you're bleeding the clock dry. 
Yeah. And they run it up the gut and Cam Akers gets his second fumble. That was the only thing you Amazing. can't do. And they lose four fumbles in this game. Now, Cam Akers played well. Guys just back for a couple of games after being out for an Achilles for so long. I think he had over 30 touches in the game. But man, some of the fumbles that went on the back and forth, it looks like Tampa Bay is going to have a shot. Von Miller gets a strip sack fumble recovery. Game over. L.A. gives it right back to him. Game back on. Brady hits a long pass to Mike Evans because, of course, he does. It's yes. Tom Brady. Right. And all of a sudden, it's a one-score game. And then when they got down, let me tell you, it fooled me, too. When they got down to the eight-yard line, and it was fourth down and, and like a half a yard mm-hmm. on the eight-yard line when they're down seven, everybody in the world, I was standing right next to Rodney Harrison at, the, at, at right. that point, and we're like, and, and Jack Collinsworth, and we're like, this is guaranteed 100% quarterback sneak. Yes. I mean, right, no question about it. Hand off to Fournette, he bounces it outside and doesn't get touched going to the end zone. So yeah. kudos to them. And then we're like, oh, my God. It was it was amazing. Uh, pretty bad time. Well, first off, let's stay with Fournette for a second, Mike. I don't get yeah. why coaches don't do that. I'm, I'm being dead serious here. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand the clock management. Uh, listen, you don't want to take points off the board, but how about take a knee at the one? Uh, you don't want to leave Matthew Stafford any time to do what it is he did, you know? I, I I think coaches yeah. should really now, start considering this, man. So, so what I'll say is the Bucks defense played better in the second half. They did. So they they were stopping the Rams more in the second half. So a lot the Rams were, but the Rams weren't as aggressive as you and I just spoke about. No, no, they were you're not right. as aggressive. And, and right. You're right, and so you kind of go by the feel of the game a little bit. Uh, I understand w- what you're saying there. I, I think the the Bucks were just so happy to be back in it, Probably, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and tie it up. And quite honestly, listen, again, you know, that the, the two plays to Cooper Cup on that drive, a, a crosser over the middle, defender falls down, right? And then on the last play where they go to the 40-yard deep ball, do you know what? You know what, Stafford, you know what they call that play? This was this was great. So they hit the long ball. It Tampa Bay is in a cover zero. They're in a zero blitz. So that means they're blitzing, no free safety, nobody deep, everybody's in man coverage, right? Levante David didn't get the call, didn't blitz. And that's what you heard Arian say after the game. We had a call on, not everybody got the call. You could see it. Levante David is just standing in the middle of the field, and they might as well have been playing with 10 guys. And listen, Levante David had a lot of tackles in the game, so I don't want to just sit here and say single him out. But he either didn't get the call. I'm sure he didn't get the call because he knows what the hell to do if he got it. He didn't blitz. So that's a free blitzer that is not coming coming straight ahead on Stafford. And Cooper Cup is running what they call a for-the-love-of-the-game route. <laughs> what that means is Cooper Cup is not going to get thrown the ball. It is a for-love-of-the-game means you just run deep. You're not getting the ball. What we're going to do is draw everybody to you, and we're going to hit a crosser underneath. The route's supposed to go to somebody else. He's clearing but out the defense, He's right? clearing out the defense, right. so he's – He's running the route for the love of the game because he knows he's not getting the love ball. That. I love that, that. Oh, isn't it great? I love but that. all of a sudden, there's no extra blitzer like there should be. Stafford's got time in the pocket, and Cup beat his guy. So Matthew just lost it up in the air, and that's the ball game. I mean, it's just amazing. The thing that amazes me the most, too, is you practice all year on everything all the time, and then what some of these last things come down to, and all of a sudden, your season's done. I mean, you, it, it's what, just amazing. What you can't practice, Mike, I don't care how many – I know coaches try to do it. You can't practice what's going to happen in a game. You can't practice – No, games. oh, no. You can't you do can it. It's practice, impossible. You can right? practice everything, but you can't practice the the actual practicality of when it's going to happen in that game. Yes. You're right. Um, bad time to dial up a blitz there. I know that's Todd Bowles' style, but Matthew Stafford is really good against the blitz. So It's it's his style. You could pick these games apart all day, man. It's crazy. Well, I also didn't – I thought they should have blitzed more during the game. Stafford had all the – Bruce Arians, when he came at halftime, said said two th- uh, three things. He said they were very fortunate the Rams fumbled on the two-yard line or they would have scored right at the end of half. He said that was a good momentum killer for them. He said, and very simply – we have to get to their passer, and we have to stop them from getting to our passer. But they weren't really blitzing. I was a little surprised. I thought they blitzed a little bit more. Once they weren't getting there, I thought they would change it up. But the zero blitz is not a stunner to me. You want it, you Basically, you're trying to get quick pressure. But you know it's going to put pressure on the back end because they're all in man coverage. And then all of a sudden, 
somebody doesn't go and you're playing with 10 guys, you know, you, you, you just you just tied a hand behind your back. Uh, final thing, Mike, just uh, and we'll get to Breeze here in a second because that's really why we wanted to have you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Billy did. But uh, as a former defensive lineman who was really, really good, okay, who played next to two of the all-time greats, Reggie White, Jerome Bram, can you explain to people just how good Aaron Donald is at what it is that he does? Like, Mike, he might be the best I've ever seen. And I know you'll disagree because Reggie White, you think Reggie White was the greatest. But yeah. holy shit, Aaron Donald's good. Aaron Donald is unreal. And they actually, like, um, Tristan Wirfs was out for the game. Yeah. So they put in another uh, O-tackle. They actually had Aaron Donald rushing some on, the, on him. But then what Tampa Bay did is whenever they lined up Gronk or Bray, they would put them connected to Wells. So that wide guy would have to end up rushing wider. So Donald kicked back inside. Well, well, I think one of the things now at this point, Stu, is, is I think he's in offensive lineman's head as well because they don't know what he can do. He can beat you with one step and one slap, or he can bull rush you because he gets underneath your pads and takes you straight back. So now you're a little bit unsure. So you try and quick set him and grab him. And he does one pop and he's gone. So you try and back off and try and let him do his moves. And he, he fucking straight arms you right in the chest and yeah. takes you right back to the quarterback. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's the thing. He has so many different moves. And what's so different in the game today, guys work so much more like 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 judo, like at martial arts. They, there's so much more with the hands. Now, there was hand play when I played. Don't get me wrong. But it's so prevalent now in the league of just knocking hands down and trying not to get engaged at all. And he's just so damn quick. I mean, splitting double teams. He's two yards in the backfield before he knows. So even if he's not making a play, he's affecting the play. And they got three of them, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Aaron Donald. Jesus. And the kid Gaines, the big, yeah. you know, the big lunch pail guy, does a great job in the middle as well. So listen, I, I am big time. I, I think I really lean toward them getting to the Super Bowl with the talent that they have on both sides. Mike, you got to give them credit. They went all in with Matthew Stafford, yes, with, with Von Miller, with Jalen Ramsey, with well, Odell Beckham Jr. They went all in, and they're, so, a, they're a home game away from playing the Super Bowl at home. At home. It never happened before, and now it might happen two years in a row. I talked yeah. to Cooper a couple after the game, and I said, do you guys talk about the fact that you have pushed all the chips in the middle? He said, we're, we're, we're all aware. Yeah, you know of of the position we're in. He said, "Listen, we always try and get to the Super Bowl, but we know, you know, we made moves this year to really expedite that. So they're they're fully aware, obviously, of what what they're doing, even though you try and get there every year." All right. So uh, Billy informed <laughs> me that you were having a uh, little conversation because you like to talk football during the games mm -hmm. with uh, what with Drew Brees. Um, yes. So, uh, Billy, do you want to uh, you want to get these proceedings started here well, with our questions? <laughs> before we transition over to Drew Brees, let me ask you something. Since you were at the Tampa Bay game, Sean McVay gets a lot of praise as being this nice, great-looking person. Up close yeah. in person, <clears throat> is that the case? Because sometimes you see people that are celebrities on TV and you see them in person, you're like, eh, you know what? That looks like my friend. That looks like any Tom, Dick, or Harry. So what's the deal with McVay? No, he's a fine-looking man. Oh, okay, uh, good. Yeah, right. he is. He is. Now was we'll Cooper get to tall, was was Cooper Cup taller than you expected? Ooh, Cooper Cup was a little taller than I oh. expected. Okay. Got a great beard, great full beard, working oh, right now oh, too. Oh, very oh, nice, very nice kid. Yeah, yeah. very nice young man. Good looking. Oh. Yeah, McVeigh, good hair, good beard. Yeah, he, he was. Did you notice looking, the? Looking, did you notice the grays on the side of Tom's hair? Yeah. Did you see that, Tommy? I, I didn't really look at, at, at that, though. No, sorry. Yeah. Well, you you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I didn't think he was capable of bleeding or turning gray. <laughs> like, so oh, oh, he bled. He bled, to which I'm sure, you know, maybe over on the sidelines, they were quoting Rocky, you know, when he, <laughs> Drago, he bleeds. He bleeds like everybody else, you know? <laughs> All right, Billy, Breeze's hair. What do you got? Yeah, Mike, what, what was going on up there? You got a nice close look. Did you get a touch? Did you get a smell? What was going on there? For his hair? Yeah. Well, that, oh, my God, Mike, that's been all anyone's talked about the entire – look, there's been really? three, three things people have talked about this football season, and it started the first week of the season. Number one, Drew Breeze's <laughs> hair and kind of where it came from. Number two, is Aaron Rodgers tanking? Number yeah. three – did the Chiefs lose a step? Those are the three big stories from from the season, and you Drew got to see Breeze's it. hair. Yeah. Yes. yeah, you didn't notice. 
No, I, I'm oh not going to lie. I did. Yeah, I mean, know Chris was, Sims is I, on I, with I, us every week. He works with Breeze. He says it's the talk of NBC Sports. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm letting you guys down. I mean, we were well, just shooting the, shooting the breeze, no pun intended. Um, I, I didn't really, I didn't really look at it to notice it. I'm sorry. I feel that's okay. Why don't that's Why don't okay. we do? Why don't you just give him a quick call and then we can ask him about it? Maybe a, maybe a Zoom. What? Can I ask you, what are you going to ask? If you had Drew Brees right now on Zoom, what would you ask him about his hair? Well, I'd like to know what kind of products he's using because I think it looks great now. There's people that think that it might be fake hair that he has going on there. I do not believe that that's yes. the case. I think that he just found a new look. And I'm one, look, if I take off my hat right now, you'll see I haven't quite figured out what I want my hair to look like. But maybe right. Drew found the right look and that's what's going on there, you know? Mm-hmm. We'd ask so, him if it's so, real, Mike. Yeah, yeah let's zoom I, okay. him. Just zoom him up. What, Send him the link. Is that what you would ask? Is that real hair? I mean, we can, you know, we can disguise it with some football talk. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're fine doing that. I pretend I mean, we do care you not about want to reach out game. to your friend? Yeah. What's going on here? I mean, your friends are my friends, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I honestly didn't even think to look at his hair. I'm sorry. I'm no, let's sorry. do it right now. Let's well, see. now, okay, here's the thing. NBC has the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. that whole crew will be right down on the field wow. again where I'm going to be. So okay. he could right. join will, your Zoom with Stugatz. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. A I will. I will look and I will investigate mm. at the okay. Super Bowl. That's fair. Do you think you get okay. Breeze on though? I mean, what do you like? Do you have Drew Breeze's number just out of curiosity? Uh, no, I do not. Oh, okay. Whose number do you I, have? That you I should have got him. Him and Rodney Harrison were right there. I should have got their number. Jack Collinsworth, you were talking to him too. I've never been good at that. I usually just like I talked to uh, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels before the game, you know, and right. just saying I, I was never one of those that got numbers, though. And I should now. Yeah. I should. Being on should. with you guys more and understanding where we are in the, in the world of, of, of interviews and Zooms. I should be getting more contact, so I, I apologize. If, for that. if you want me to follow you around all the time on the sidelines, I'll, I'll gladly ask anyone you, you run into. I mean, I you do that. I'll you do that. I'll be out of friends in six months. <laughs> if you're not already, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You feel good for your boy Andy Reid? I, I, mean, I am going to send. Uh, I, I did send Andy a text. We usually text back and forth a little bit, so all right, all right. I'm sure I'll hear back from him. But uh, oh, very happy. I, I'm maybe he wants big... to come on and talk about Drew's hair. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would be the topic of conversation. I know you just had the most incredible game, Andy, but Drew Brees' hair. Let's do Mike, it. I'll just yeah. let you know what I try to do, okay, because my friends are your friends, okay? Yeah, I yeah, reached out yeah. to Travis Kelsey, and I asked him to join God Bless Football this wow. week with me and you. How about there that? Go. Good for you. Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I fully admit I need to do better at that. Okay. Because is, right. is I just talked to these guys like, you know, we were all in the, doing the same thing, you know, and yeah, I never right. think to, yeah. to get the number. Listen, the first step is admitting yeah. it. I mean, yeah. So. yeah, I admit it. I admit it. What's your Frank Cooper it. Cup up to this week? Uh, Cooper's getting ready for a football game. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what this talk- does, you know, the, the NFL is actually a little bummed because, like, all the Super Bowl prep has to stop because the game is at SoFi this week. Oh, yeah, it's the right. title game. So right. a lot of the prep they were going to do, they can't do. They have to wait till after the game when they were going to get a lot of it done this week. Right. They were expecting it to be in Lambeau. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Huh? If Jimmy Garoppolo gets to a Super Bowl, he will have made one more Super Bowl than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. God. I love football. It's so random, Mike. <laughs> no, God bless football, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. God bless stupidity, I think. I don't know. What is this? God bless, yeah. God bless stupidity. <laughs> God bless football. Edit whatever in you want. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the games coming up this weekend. We will do that on God yes. Bless Football later this yes. week. But I wanted to get yeah. your thoughts on what was a fantastic weekend oh. and Drew Brees' hair. But w- listen, I- we'll do better next time. <laughs> the, the, the shame of it is, is we are we going to get a letdown this weekend? Now we only have one game each day. And I, know. I mean, how can they possibly live up to what we just saw? Although I would tell you the Bengals and Chiefs played one of the top three games of the year like five weeks ago. So You're perhaps right. we can get it. Yeah. Boy, I mean, Burrow and Mahomes nice. is going to be fun, man. I don't know about the other game, but Burrow and Mahomes is going to be a lot of fun. I, I, man, and I just love the way Cincinnati's playing right now and the confidence they have. So it's, uh, yeah, anybody that says, oh, yeah, Casey, easy, you know, they need to go rewatch that game. <laughs> Are you buying the kicker, McPherson, who came out 52-yard field goal to win the game? He told Joe, uh, Joe Burrow on his way out to make the yes. kick. The hey, Joe, dude. it looks like we're headed to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> the wrong? dude is a rookie. <laughs> he hit four field goals in the wild card, and then four in this game. He's 
eight for eight in his first two postseason games, and he's a rookie. I mean, what cojones on that dude, right? Yes. Oh, and then to call it, I mean, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Mike, America was rooting against Aaron Rodgers. I can't believe we arrived here so quickly. I never thought we would yeah. arrive here, but yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers keeps you know sticking his foot in his fucking mouth, well, and yeah, now does. you have the he whole country a, rooting against him. Yeah. yeah, he brought it on himself for yeah. for what he said, and and mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, you know, obviously off the field talk that went on with COVID and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's all self induced, you know, with him. Listen, yeah, it is. It doesn't take away what a great quarterback he is, but people will keep bringing up that he doesn't get it done in the playoffs. And again, yeah. there's more to you know, uh, uh, a team than a quarterback, but quarterbacks, as we know, get judged by Super Bowl rings, fairly or unfairly. We can sit here and say how it shouldn't happen, but you know that that that's how it happens, and and it's been a struggle for him. He'll be rooting against Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners this week. If he wants to go there, he'll be rooting against them, right? I would agree with that. I would agree <laughs> with that. Yes. I love it. If, it, I love if that, that is going to be a, a thought of a destination for him, there's no way you're going to try <laughs> that. Then you're going to usurp a Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, I'd still do it. Because it's Aaron right. Rodgers, but yes. yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I mean, it's not like Jimmy's playing well. So anyway, all right, Mike, we appreciate it. Um, thank you for doing it as always, and uh, we will talk to you. God bless football later. All right, guys. All God right. bless something. Stu out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original Lite beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. So always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.